Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Ordinary Yogi. This week is a coffee talk. If you haven't been around for one of these, it is a very loose structure of a show where I just have one thing on my mind. I want to talk about it. I have a cup of coffee here. Actually, to be completely honest, it's a chai tea because we ran out of coffee, so this is the next next best uh, source of caffeine. This week, I really want to talk about, uh, as I'm recording this, yesterday was my uh, retirement ceremony from the military. If you've been listening to the show for a while, this has been something that's been leading up over the past year. I've been mentioning a lot. A lot of things have come up because of it, and a lot of feelings and a lot of uh, episodes derived from this transition that I'm going into. And finally, yesterday, it actually, it happened, right? So I'm still officially a member of you know the DOD. However, my I'm not going to work anymore. You know, I'm not going to put on the uniform. Um, be officially out later this year because I have a bunch of time to to burn off and that's given to me to pursue other things. But yeah, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> so it's uh want to talk about a few things, the feelings leading up to it, during it, um, kind of key points of this retirement speech that I gave and how I'm feeling about it now and looking into the future. So le- feeling going up to or leading up to it, I had a lot of uh, disbelief, a lot of, this doesn't feel real yet. You can, even now, it doesn't feel quite real that it actually happened. Uh, I still feel like, oh, I'm just going to go back to work on, you know, Monday or Tuesday, and it's going to go back to normal. And looking around our house, I know we're going to be packing up here very soon and moving our way back to California. That doesn't feel real either, because honestly, we haven't really started packing too much. So I'm going to be doing that last minute. So up to, you know, the day before the ceremony, it just didn't feel didn't feel real. It did not feel real. And even the morning of, still very surreal. Like, oh shit, this is actually actually happening. I'm gonna take a sip here. I know this is like podcasting one on one, not to do's, but this, you know, it's a coffee talk, so fucking relax. And you know, since my time here at this current base where I'm at, I've been able to witness three retirements of of guys that I've worked with. Uh, great guys, still keep in touch with them. And every time I, I, you know, helped plan this thing or sat and watched this thing, it was always like, ah, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Like, so one day it's going to be me. And then finally the day comes that it is mine. And during this ceremony or even very prior, I had a lot of mixed emotions. I had like excitement I was very, very nervous, and which I was kind of surprised because, you know, my time as a as an instructor really gave me the ability to speak in in front of crowds and not be too nervous about it. Uh, speaking on this microphone definitely helps me think on my toes and be kind of impromptu. But even so, I think the weight of this thing that I made in my head, the weight, I mean, uh, it made me very, very nervous. Like I felt hot, uh, just like just huge butterflies of not only hoping that everything goes well, but like, oh my God, this is actually happening. This is it. It's the kind of, I don't, 
I don't know how much this is, but it's kind of like when I got married. It's like, oh shit, this is actually going down. Like we've been talking about it. We're we're taking this leap, and it had very similar feelings to that as I was walking out with the presiding officer. And in the middle of it, like I'm sitting in the fucking chair that this is happening in, that I've seen other people sit in my entire career. Now it's my turn to do this thing. So I had to remind myself a lot of time to not overthink the moments, but really just be and just soak everything in because like anything else, right? These moments are very, very fleeting. And I want to take note of things I noticed during the ceremony. You know, I... My wife, my beautiful wife and my son were in the very front row. Um, I had some very close friends sitting next to them. And just kind of looking at him every time, from time to time, my, my son held up against my wife and her looking at me sometimes. We locked eyes a few times. And those small moments, I hope, stay with me. So I tried, tried to be very, very present through the whole thing. And it just went by so fast. It was just crazy how quickly it went by. And then time comes for for my speech, which is the thing you do at typically retirement ceremonies, going away, things like that. You reflect on everything else. And prior to this, I want to have this like full drawn out. I'm just going to type this whole thing out. It's going to be dope. I'm going to fucking punch it up and everything. But I think I tried to avoid it, to be completely honest, where I would have that blank sheet on my, on my computer screen and I would just jot down like main ideas and then I would like, I'll do something else. You know, I'll do, do some other work or I'll just go fuck off on YouTube for a little bit. So I just kept avoiding it, kept avoiding it um, until the day prior. I just kind of jotted down, you know, while I was journaling and reflecting on these past 20 years, what do I want to say? What do I want this final thing to do? And also not putting too much pressure on myself because chances are, you know, it sounds kind of morbid. It's just like, no one's going to fucking remember. Maybe, probably not. You know what I mean? So I'm putting more pressure on myself than I needed to. So just things that have stood out to me as I look back on you know this career of mine. And the, the key points I, I made during my speech was the first was, you know, when I look back, I didn't really remember, you know, any awards, any sort of accolades. I didn't really, none of that stood out. Um, the numerous things I've bought with the money I've gained from military service that are kind of dumb, aren't around and I just didn't stand out. But the things that did stand out, sounds super cliche, were the people. The people I've served with during this whole time. People from all walks of life. And it's been an amazing experience. You know, as I was saying back in my speech was, you know, to the uninitiated or to civilians, you know, when you say, yeah, I was deployed to Iraq, this is early 2000s, so you know things were kind of hot there. And I was working 12 hours a day, six days a week, in the hot Iraqi sun, turning wrenches. Doesn't seem like a great time. But looking back on those times, it was the, the fondest memories I'm ever going to have just because of the camaraderie that is built in these times. It might be kind of trauma bonding, maybe, who knows, but it was such fucking great times. And I, you know, these guys that I served with, we would work those 12 hours together. We would eat pretty much every meal together. We would sleep in the same rooms together. And we had these amazing uh, laughs and bonds and experiences. And that's the stuff that stood out for me the most, which really reminded me of how important it is to find a tribe or just to seek people out. And reflecting on all those great times, all the fantastic times that I've had in this career, 
it was because of I was surrounded by fantastic people that definitely plussed up everything that I experienced. And any dark time that I've had in the military career, it was because of a, a lack or absence of fantastic people. And that's the thing I've, I've learned, especially you know outside the military, is how important it is just to have a group of people around you. Going off on a, a side tangent is having me being a man, having a group of men that I can truly depend on and really talk about deep shit rather than just, hey, you know, how the bears do this week, just like that kind of crap. Having people like that. Because when you're working these long hours, that stuff, if, if you run out of that small talk, right, you eventually get to some real, some real shit. So that was kind of the big overarching thing, big lesson I wanted to leave to younger guys that were in the crowd is, you know, surround yourself with the best people you can possibly get. And you're going to have an amazing time in this, this career that we have. Taking a pause here. And of course, you know, I gave my, if anyone knows me, I love giving unsolicited advice. Um, this is probably why I want to be a therapist. So I just gave a list off of things. I don't have them in front of me, but the top of the thing was, you know, read as many books as you can. That's been the best thing I've done for myself as far as developing. And any interest, I can just go grab a book and just dive into it, see if I really like it or not, and learn as much as I possibly can. That's like the cheapest way to one-up yourself, I feel. The next thing was, you know, the practice of non-attachment was crucial, you know, especially in the military where so many things are out of your control. Being able to surrender or let go of that control and just flow with this life rather than trying to fight tooth and nail with it has given me much more peace of mind than it used to uh, when I was younger in this career. The last, the, I think the other thing I can remember is, you know, silence is, is very golden. Um, being in the military, it's very common to see people trying to show how smart they are by talking a lot. And if anyone knows me, I'm pretty reserved person as is. But when I get into these rooms, I tend to just kind of be quiet and just observe. And I can, I've learned a lot just by sitting and just watching and just being quiet. And then when there's something that I feel I can add to the, the conversation or I can chime in after I've taken in a bunch of information, then I'll be feel better about saying something. But for the last part, the silence is so golden because you can just kind of lay back and just watch how the people operate and learn a thing or two. I wish I could remember the, the very last thing I, that it was. <clears throat> but it leaves me now. <clears throat> and then at the very end, of course, I got to the thanks of all the people that I've been able to to meet in this career. Uh, named off a bunch of folks, uh, some leadership, people that I still talk to as far as peers. And, um, of course, I get to thank thanking my family, you know, my, my wife and my son. And uh, for, for anyone that's wondering, I did... Uh, did choke up a bit. No tears were shed, but it was damn pretty. It was pretty damn close, which is far better than I thought I was gonna do. So just thanking my wife for everything that she's given up, putting pause on, put pause on for for this career and this life that we live. Uh, leaving southern, beautiful Southern California, <laughs> to go to places like Watertown, New York. Uh, you can Google that if you want to know where that is, and of course here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And now at the very end, we'll, we'll be heading back to California to be around family and much, much better weather. 
And of course, thinking my son, uh, granted he's two and a half, he doesn't know what the hell I'm saying while I'm standing up there, but we recorded it, so hopefully he can look back on it, or maybe he can, you know, look back back on this podcast and just know how crucial a part he played in his very short time on this earth on my career. <clears throat> you know, once he came into the world, you, things change. You know, people say kids change you, and yada yada yada, like in a negative context or a negative light. And I think that's horseshit. Kids change you. Uh, to be the best version that you can possibly be because you have this, not only do you have this person that had no choice in the matter, right? This living being, you have to care for it and love it and hopefully raise it to be uh, what you would consider a very good person. But also that, you know, raising my son has definitely made me confront the darker parts of me, the parts I'm ashamed of, the parts of I'm afraid of, so that he can do the same and so I can grow to be the man that I want him to be. So that, you know, getting a little cheered up thinking about it now, but just him being has changed me and my wife so much. So a quick little thanks for him as well. And that was it. And now I'm sitting here the day after still, again, as I mentioned before, still feeling like oh, I'm just going to go back to work on Monday. Shit's going to go back to normal. No big deal. But I am very, um, have a very positive outlook on the future. This, as wonderful as it has been, I know is no longer for me. I'm ready to move on to something else. And what that something else is, I have an idea. But the fun part is I really get to explore now. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have these golden handcuffs anymore where I can just go out and try things, you know, work certain jobs and dip my finger in other careers. And the, I keep reminding myself like, oh shit, the next job I have, I don't have to do that for an entire enlistment before I get out or change it, right? I can do it for a year or two and be like, all right, this ain't for me and move on to something else. So I'm very hopeful and very, uh, have, again, have positive outlook this doesn't feel wrong. It is a little sad, but very and equally exciting. So that is the coffee talk this week, you know, summing up uh, what this whole experience has been like and what's to come. If you enjoyed this, please do me a favor, leave a rating review, shout it out to somebody, share it with somebody, send me a message, let me know you like it, or if you don't like it, maybe I can do something a little bit better. The idea of these is to serve you you know, give you different perspectives to, uh, I, want, I don't want to say educate, but to show you these things that yoga has given me and breaking them down in ways that can easily be digested and applied to your day-to-day -day life because I'm just an ordinary dude just like you are an ordinary dude or lady. But until next time, I appreciate you all for listening and we'll talk next week.